Back on another edition of College Golf Talk. Burko and Brentley with you. Laying this down early on a Thursday morning, Brentley. We needed time to regroup and just sort of let the nerves settle after continuing to refresh with six different tabs of the women's regionals. Um, I love it. <laughs> I, know, I know those involved probably don't enjoy it as much at the time. I've never been more geeked out just watching the movement and looking at scorecards to see, oh, a double bogey here. Oh, an eagle here. Um, an absolute blast. This is why we love the month of May in college golf. Yeah, this kind of makes me a little nostalgic. Remember when we used to do the the regional coverage all day long with the dot-com hits and You're right. You're the right. updates? I and that. I mean, we need to bring that back. I mean, that... I'm I'm kind of with you, especially with six now for the women. I mean, you got 50% more. There's a, two more tabs to keep track of. Uh, I'm kind of exhausted. Like, I, I know all the teams are, but yesterday kind of took a lot out of me. I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, you know, that finger of hitting refresh and opening tabs, I've got some carpal uh, tunnel working, but we'll, <laughs> we'll persevere through it on College Golf Talk, which is always brought to you by our good friends at Velocity Global. They seamlessly connect employers and talent, anyone, anywhere, anytime, anyhow. Its global work platform is built on cloud-based technology, compliance expertise, and unmatched scale in 185 countries in all 50 United States. We know now the world of work is forever changed. Talent can live anywhere, work for anyone, and get the job done. More than 1,000 businesses engage top talent in another state or another country without the need to set up a foreign entity or registration, and they rely on Velocity Global to make it simple and compliant. Velocity Global, accelerating the future of work. To learn more, visit velocityglobal.com slash golf. I say we jump into it, bring up the picks. Let's let the world know how well <laughs> we did or did not do. I want to set the tone. We're just sort of flying by the seat of our pants here. I believe you've got to set, um, excuse me, start in Stillwater, Oklahoma, because the team that finished tied for third, the Auburn Tigers, what Incredible. they did after shooting 313 as a team, quick math, they were 25 over par after their first day. Julie McCarthy shot 95, was subbed out, and they shot. 276 yesterday that's 37 strokes better than their opening round they are my mvp of the women's regionals for what they were able to do i'm gonna 100 agree with you and that round was also nine shots better than any other round that any other team shot that week you know the last three days there just incredible and this isn't the first time they've done this i actually went back and now Five straight postseason events dating to the 2019 regionals. They were either right on the number going into the last day or well back and outside the number. And, and I'm talking about whether it's getting through regionals or getting into match play at the NCAA championship. I mean, go back to last year at regionals. They were seven shots back in Louisville, tied for 12th, end up sneaking in. And they actually finished i believe fourth because there was or fifth because there was that playoff for the sixth spot so they didn't even they didn't even have to go through that 
And then last year at Greyhawk, 11 shots out of the top eight, 14th place, going into the last round of stroke play, sneak into match play as well. So I think we should call them the the cardiac kids or the cardiac tigers because that's just truly remarkable what they were able to do. And I picked them. Actually, no, you picked them. No, we both did. So Yes, yeah. Top four, <laughs> top four out of Oklahoma State's regional, Baylor, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, Auburn. We looked you were at four the for tallies. Four. I was perfect four for four. You were three of four. You had Michigan State, and you completely dismissed the Baylor Bears that <laughs> ran away with that regional. I, I heard about it, too. I got a, I got a text from their coach, Jay Goble, and he said they actually used it as, as motivation. So apparently the Oklahoma Sooner men aren't the only ones uh, listening to these you know podcasts and things that we do for Golf Channel. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever it takes. I trust Happy me. to I, help. Happy yes, to help. I, I've had many teams across the land uh, through the years say, hey, we heard you and you really, you know what, and that motivated <laughs> us. So God bless them. But truly uh, remarkable to see what happened. We know what Carson Creek can do to players. I, I was thinking of a story that I had been told by many individuals back in the day. We know how tough Carson Creek is. And there was a young man, whether it was regionals or nationals, that got so filled with anxiety on the first tee, he started hyperventilating. The paramedics came. He could not pull the trigger, could not swing the golf club. So we know how difficult it can be. And hopefully, you know, Julie McCarthy's 95. We don't know the true specifics of that, but that's what Carson Creek can do to you. Um, so for Auburn and the others to get through, wow, really, really impressive. Let's go to Franklin, Tennessee. Vandy hosting. I'm, we are both bullish on teams hosting. Vandy ran away with it. Alabama second. Wake Forest third. And Texas A&M by a single shot getting the last spot over Duke. I take a look at the Franklin selections. <laughs> wow, wow. Am I, have I got another perfect four for four? I, I, I think the or, this order is, is a little off. I, I think you did this order on purpose. Well, I, you know, it's potluck sometimes. I mean, all kidding aside, I really struggled. I'm like, did I just pick Duke not to get in? But I believed it. I, I, this isn't the Duke team we are used to seeing it in terms of excellence and I'm not being disrespectful. Dan Brooks has set the bar higher than anyone else. And I just felt like if this was a year, things might go against them. This was going to happen. And let me tell you, they had a chance down the stretch and they didn't birdie 18 when it mattered. Yeah. You had Erica Shepard in and Ann Chen and I believe A&M was already in the clubhouse. So basically they had those two players had to play the par 518th at Legends Club and one under par. One of them had to make birdie, one of them had to make par, and they would have at least been in a playoff. And I think this regional is a great juxtaposition of kind of that LPGA Q Series dynamic that we saw this year. On one end, you have Gina Kim from Duke, who earns her LPGA card, decides to leave midseason. And then you have on the other end, Polly Mack from Alabama, who I believe got Epson Tour status, she Correct. decides to return for her final semester, 
she helps Alabama get through, and then she wins the individual medal at 12 under. So to me, that just perfectly sums it up. And it's shocking not to see Duke in, I I mean, it's going to be shocking next week not to see him in the NCAA championship because we were talking before we started the pod, they've only missed now twice in the last 24 years. And then during that span, how many national titles? Seven? That's that's insane. So a lot of success. Dan Brooks has obviously done a great job, but sometimes this happens. I mean, you lose your best player and you know, the people who are supposed to pick up the slack don't do as good of a job as you kind of hope and you kind of need, and this is what happens. You had Wake, Duke, Vandy, and Kent State, so only <laughs> two out of four for you uh, there. We're starting good. to see a, a, a trend, but let's transition to Tallahassee just to keep things on an equitable basis. Florida State, South Carolina, UCLA, Mississippi State. You nailed it. You yep. went four for four. I had the first three and Miami, who was fifth. They were fifth. That was close. So I'm going to give you your perfect bracket. And very similar to Polly Mack, Beatrice Valine from Florida State, Epson tour status. She goes back to school. And lo and behold, like Polly, wins the regional, leads FSU to a regional team title. And I know they've got bigger things on their minds going back to Greyhawk, especially after let's call it the disaster of the final hole where they were in. And then all of a sudden they were out of match play. Great and Alice Hodge ties for third too. There you go. I mean, good. Yeah. Good memory. Keep an eye on the Seminoles. They'll, they'll be intriguing to watch uh, great final day by South Carolina when they needed it. Uh, but I want to give you the stage in your perfect uh, regional, because I believe it was the only one. <laughs> Yeah, probably. And I, I, listen, I, I just had a feeling that Mississippi State, they were a six seed. We saw three six seeds get through uh, this week. And just something about that team. I mean, Charlie Ewing's done a, a great job. And they were one of the the teams, along with Miami, who just missed getting out of this regional. They were both in Baton Rouge last year. And they didn't get to hit a shot. And they both were eliminated. Their seasons were over. It wasn't the way that those teams wanted to go out that year. And so I just felt like one of those, or if not both of them, were going to come out. And and they both, I mean, hats off to them. They both played extremely well. Mississippi State ends up edging Miami by, you know, five shots, which in the grand scheme of a college golf tournament, 54 holes, five players, four counting scores. I mean, that's a shot or two in actual, you know, stroke play individual golf that we see on the professional level. But I, I, I just think this, this team, uh, they, they kind of have guts and, and, and grit, and they were able to internalize that pain from last season and use it as a positive. So um, pretty cool to see. Defending national champs, Old Miss finished sixth. They will not be in Arizona with a chance to go back-to-back. Not really a surprise uh, to either of us. It, I felt like there was just <laughs> – a lot of moving parts on their plates all season long. And I give them credit. They, they played really well that final day, but they were so far behind the eight ball. Uh, it wasn't going to happen. So no uh, repeat champions um, in Arizona a few weeks from now. Let's go to Ann Arbor. San the Jose second State. time real quick, Burko. So yeah. It's second time that, that we don't see the reigning champions back at the national championship. Remember in 
when Washington won it in 2016, they didn't make it to Rich Harvest. But in the match play era, this is just the second time that's happened. So it kind of shows you just how rare this is. Yep. Ann Arbor, San Jose State continues to roll. They win that regional, Virginia, Arkansas, and Michigan, the four teams to move through. Let's take a look at Ann Arbor. I had three. You had three. I went with Virginia Tech. You went with UCF. And the Hokies were making a run that final nine, and Arkansas was leaking some big oil. Um, And I look at Ginny Lee, not to identify – a personal reason, a counting score for the Hokies played the last three holes in four over par. She plays them in even par they're in. I, I, I wanted a perfect bracket again, but um, I'm telling you, I, 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 I'm starting to buy into San Jose State more and more and more as a legitimate threat, one of the four or five favorites, in my estimation, to win a national championship and I would not have dreamed of saying that eight months ago. Yeah, they. I mean, they've been playing well. I mean, you kind of see that mid, mid-major mid title, and I think we have overlooked them. Even though they've beat Oregon, they beat Stanford twice this spring, it's not easy to go all the way across the country, even though I think you could argue that Ann Arbor, similar maybe conditions weather-wise and maybe a little bit grass wise in terms of some of the courses that they see where they're from, but still, I mean, to go, is that three time zones over or is that just two? two. Uh, no, uh, Ann Arbor's East. So yeah, that's, three. yeah, I think it's three to, to do yep. that. Um, it's, it's pretty impressive, but again, Greyhawk completely, completely different golf course. Um, I think they have played some desert golf and I think they have played well. I think they played a desert course when they lost to Texas tech by a shot, which is their only loss of the spring. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with them as what, maybe the handful, uh, five to six NCAA title contenders, like in terms of like legit contenders. Yeah. I like that. And I I was impressed by Arkansas because this is a team that I I think we had talked about last week. They, They haven't played so hot since losing Brooke Matthews, uh, to the LPGA, and I don't think they had finished better than like seventh in any event. And they go out and tie for third. So that I think in terms of this region, I think they get my MVPs because we kind of figured that San Jose state was either going to win or kind of advance comfortably, but I don't think either of us picked Arkansas. Did we? No, we did. Yeah, not. So. so it happens. We can't uh, always get it right. Uh, from Ann Arbor to Albuquerque, Oregon, Texas, Georgia, and TCU. Oregon, again, continuing a heck of a run. Also one of those four or five teams, in my opinion, that can win it all. The Horn Frogs, the Gators, the Wildcats of Arizona, those final few holes, T, uh, TCU ultimately prevailing. And I take a look at our picks. I had Oregon, Texas, TCU, and Florida. You had Oregon, Texas, Florida and North Texas. So I had three out of four. Correct. You had two out of four. Correct. So now we're starting to see that there's going to be our friendly wager coming my way of a meal. Now, I don't know. Are we talking Eddie V's or are we talking a Chipotle bowl? But, you know, I don't well, we, know if we really we could do. The- we could do double, double or uh, nothing with the men. And if you win both of them, then it becomes Eddie V's. And if we split, <laughs> then it's no blood, but um, 
So I'd be down with that. I, I, I will say, even if we were to have tied on these picks, I think you would have won the tiebreaker because all of your teams that, that you picked that didn't make it finished either fifth or sixth. I had some teams that finished 10th, 11th. I think I had another 10th. So, um, so I did not do well. That's all right. Well, I'll still support you. Um, and yes, we will double up, by the way, on the men's. Uh, Stanford final regional, Southern Cal, keep an eye on them. I think a lot of people might be overlooking them, uh, and that could uh, be a costly decision. I think they are uh, going the right way, especially with Amari Avery joining in the spring. LSU, Stanford, and then Purdue winning that final spot in a playoff over Northwestern. Devin Browse, longtime coach, announcing he will be retiring at the end of the season. He will do so in style, taking his team to the national championships. I know we all had Southern Cal, LSU, and Stanford. I had Kentucky. I believe you had Iowa State. So we both go three out of four there. So really not a big surprise in terms of that. You look at Rosang, she finished second. Ingrid Lindblad, she finished fifth. So I'll give that little separation now for Rose over Ingrid because to me, they're neck and neck. And to be able to go head to head, if to me, whoever wins one of the national championship, if it's one of them, there's your Annika award winner. That's how what close if, I believe it is. Now, now here's a scenario for you. What if Amari Avery wins the national championship? That would be four wins in one semester. And she will have beaten both Rose and Ingrid Lindblad in the two most important tournaments of the year. Good food for thought. Good. You know, it's, it's similar to what Rachel Heck did last year when the Pac-12 only played in the spring due to COVID. She won six in the spring, including the last three. So potential. You can sell me on that if Amari does go out and do that. So the final tally, if our math was correct, I had 20 of 24. And I believe you had 17 of 24 <laughs> oh well not my best but th- hey this this stanford regional was probably in my opinion the most exciting because we you know like you mentioned we had that playoff it was a 5v5 aggregate all five scores count purdue uh four players make par they win one over to three over but then you also had some interesting things in terms of a team like Kentucky that finished T7. Jensen Castle did not play the first round, if you noticed. I don't know why, um, but she was subbed in for the second round and in the third round. And then on the flip side, the health of Rachel Heck. The national championship is now seven days away, um, and she was only able to get through 18 holes. So um, it's clear that she's not 100%. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if she can make it because if they don't have Rachel Heck, uh, they've already proven that they can't win on their home golf course without her. I don't think they can win an NCAA championship without her. I tend to agree. Uh, and from what I heard, uh, some health concerns for Jensen Castle as well. So we wish her, you know, a speedy recovery to try to get to a hundred percent. So that's, Sort of the lowdown on that. Next week on the pod, we'll really deep dive into the 24 at Greyhawk. Maybe we'll make some thoughts and predictions. Or do I pull a Herb Street and say, well, you know, I'm on the broadcast, so I'm just going to give you things to watch out for. I never quite know 
where I should go with my my emphasis, if that makes sense. But um, <laughs> I think we got to transition quickly to the men because we've got a lot to deal with there. Let's pull it up. And it's same scenario, six regional sites. The top five for the men move on. 24 teams make it to the final event of the season for the ladies, 30 for the men. So get your typing out, and yep. I'm just going to go in the order of the release. So we'll start at PGA National, Palm Beach Gardens, and we'll do the same thing. I'll go first. You'll go second. la di da di da um, <clears throat> Top five coming out of, of uh, South Florida. Vanderbilt, Florida, Florida State, Notre Dame, and South Florida will be my five. I love that. I love that three teams literally can hop in a van and be very comfortable in their setting, as comfortable as you can be on the site of the Honda Classic. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think there's a, a little bit extra wrinkle, too, in terms of it's not necessarily as easy as, oh, they're playing in their home state, they're going to play well. I think it's going to come down to what teams drive the ball the best, you know, what teams keep it in play, because we know there's water just about on every hole at PGA national left, right behind in front, like it's everywhere. And so um, knowing that, and I'll try to keep this quickly because we got six regionals, but I'll go Vanderbilt, Florida, Notre Dame, Florida state, and the last team will be – I'm going to go Purdue. I'm going to go Chalk. All right. All right. We shall see. Uh, from Palm Beach to Columbus, Ohio, Scarlet Course. The Buckeyes yet again playing host. And I love this golf course. So good. It's hosted a ton of regionals, handful of NCAA championships, uh, we've been there for the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, one of their finals events. It's a really, really good golf course. Yeah, no, agreed. Hard, like arguably yes. besides Karsten Creek and, and a, a golf course that kind of sneaks up on you too, right? I mean, it's it doesn't necessarily to the, the eye. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot of hazards. There's not a lot of, you know, just – places to really lose your golf ball but just very tough like just yeah, it's tough. just tough like, yeah, the greens, you, you, yeah yeah you better put it in the right spots i mean it's just an old school course jack nicholas has come in and you know tinkered with it a little bit but it's i mean it really has stood the test of time but the uh, stage is yours for your five there All right oklahoma state because we talked last week about how much they love this golf course Georgia Tech, because I've been riding them all year. Got to go with them. Um, oof. Exactly. East Tennessee State. Uh-huh. East Tennessee State. I think we can spot a trend here. Uh, two, three. So that's three. Man, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go Northwestern. And Florida Gulf Coast. Wow, wow, wow. I can taste the shrimp cocktail already. (laughs) 
I tend to uh, agree. Oklahoma State, Georgia Tech. I think those are as no-brainers as you can get. And to your point, this is where it gets intriguing. Uh, I will take Ohio State. I'm a broken record. You're at home. Shot a day. Four counting scores. They're 12 up on the field. Now it gets interesting. Um, I'm going to take Arkansas. Not in love with it, but I think they'll find a way. And my fifth team is down to – I'll take East Tennessee State, the mocks. By the way, we, we, we both might only get two or three right in this region. Just oh, it, there's, <laughs> it's going to be absolute right – it's going to be absolute chaos. Yeah, that one's making me that, think That has playoff written all over it there. Uh, Oklahoma, Norman, Sooners hosting after uh, the course in Alabama, unable to uh, be regional worthy, if you will, condition-wise. Uh, I believe I've got the T. I will take Oklahoma. I will take Texas. I will take San Diego State. I'm sort of hitting the wall here of <laughs> where do I want to go? Uh, with my next thoughts, uh, da, da, da. I will take Auburn. Oh, I'll take the chickens, South Carolina. I'm not in love with what I just picked, by the way. Well, that's perfect for me. I have a little chance to gain some yeah. ground. Uh, OU Texas that I mean that's those two are no surprise I think they're gonna finish well ahead of the rest of this field um, I like San Diego State as well so I'll go ahead and throw them in there and then I'm gonna go a little bit against the grain and pick Missouri just because I I like how they played at the SEC championship and then Utah Well, I like it. I like it. We're not just going chalk here. Which I, I can't remember the last the last time, I, and I didn't look this up, and I'll have to look this up before next week, but I can't remember the last time Utah's been in the NCAA championship. Uh, I, gosh, they had a great individual a couple of years ago. His name is escaping. I believe he won the Pac-12s, actually, individually. Oh, man. Oh, right. was, was that Kyler Dunkel? Uh, good call. Good call. Really good call. You're right. You're right. So, so maybe they were just in there a few years ago. Yeah, it was. No, it was I, Kyler Dunkel. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was him as an individual. I'm not sure the team made it. Correct. Was, yeah, that yeah, sounds he right. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Stockton, California. I feel like we'll be a little smoother here in our choices, but the table uh, is yours to set on this one. Okay. I'm gonna go Washington right off the bat. Arizona State, though they are a little bit of a concern just health-wise, but it looks like I just saw a video of David Pooch hitting some some long irons and looked like he was going after it. So hopefully he's back 
Um, Stanford's going to be my third. I think Oregon is going to get through. And then my last team is going to be Man, these these regionals are getting a little thin toward the bottom. And no disrespect in any of these teams, but they all kind of blend together. But that you know what? That to me, that's a good job by the committee that they yeah. tried to get some <laughs> equity and balance that we are somewhat torn between a fourth or fifth selection. So I am going to. Gosh, I just I, I just don't like LSU has some bad mojo on this golf course. Liberty's well coached. Nevada's had a great year. I'm gonna go Liberty. Getting in for yet another year. I like it. I like it. I'm taking your first four: ASU, Washington, Stanford, Oregon, and I'm gonna go Nevada. It was between them and LSU for me. All right. Two fifth, more. Yeah, fifth regional. Texas A&M hosting Traditions Club, Brian, Texas. feel like this could be smoother. I could be very wrong. Pepperdine. Texas A&M at home. Georgia. Kansas. SMU. Those are my five. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I might have jumped on Kansas before I saw SMU. I think SMU, I, I think a good value there on an eight seed. Yeah, they, they looked a lot better at, at the American Conference Championship, but that's a golf course that they tend to always play well at. I just, I'm not sold by the kind of collective body of work that they've put together. Um, I like your first three, Pepperdine, Texas A&M, Georgia. I'm going to just say Tennessee just because I, I think There's it's a, a good value. Yeah, they haven't had, they've had a very indifferent spring. And I think Hunter Walcott needs to figure it out and, and play the golf. He's uh, capable of playing it. And he just quite simply hasn't. I think if he plays well, heck they could win the regional, but um, we'll see. And, so that's your four, and then who is your fifth team? This is tough. Michigan State looks good at conference. There's some teams that really look good at conference in this. Uh, Michigan State, Boise State, uh, Colorado State. My heart wants to pick Colorado State just because I think it would be a good story in terms of an 11 seed, playing their, playing their way in, getting one of the last at-large spots. But I just I can't go with it with – dinner on the line so my fifth team is going to be i'm gonna say arizona i i I think that uh i think that sometimes teams that you may write off um end up surprising you when it matters so i i'm gonna I'm, i'm gonna say that that team's the wildcats all right i like it i like it and then uh sixth and final yale what a great, great golf course. Um, I don't know. I feel like this – I keep saying I feel like this will be – I think we might have a similar bracket here. We'll find out. 
Is it is it my turn? It's your turn. You're even. Second, fourth, oh, and sixth. Yeah. Well, you got to go North Carolina. You got to go Texas Tech. You got to go Wake Forest with how they're playing. You got to go Illinois. And that, I mean, suddenly you only got one more, one more slot to fill. And, ooh. My first four are the same. Not a big stretch, and I, I know. see. I I think that you're going to throw a curveball and go Yale. Um, no, 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 no. The, the home court <laughs> advantage can only get you so far. No, no, no disrespect to uh, the folks in New Haven. Okay, well, I, I I'm between two teams, and really and kind I, of between three because Georgia Southern Ben Carr has been really good this year. Um, but I'm gonna go North Florida. Just because I think at this time of year, you need a horse. And not that Charlotte doesn't have that. Um, not that Georgia Southern doesn't have that in Ben Carr. But to me, one of the best individuals in this field is Nick Gabrelsic from North Florida. And I just think that that's, that's a good player to have in your lineup. So North Florida, knew, the Ospreys. I knew a great. There you Ooh. go. Uh, <laughs> I will take Charlotte. So I'll take the top four, and then I will take Charlotte as a sixth seed. The fighting cabbages. Fi- yeah, exactly. So we will see. I'm one up. See if you can even it out. And that's why we always enjoy it. And we will be doing the same thing next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, hitting refresh, seeing exactly what's going on. Uh Always enjoy it. A lot of fun. I know we want to wrap up a little news from the PGA Tour University and Velocity Global Rankings and a statement that came out yesterday considering or incorporating, if you will, the live golf rule. Yeah. So uh, official verbiage doesn't specifically state live golf, but I think we can safely say this is a direct response to what's been going on with that. Essentially, PGA Tour University, right? They give five cards to or five Corn Ferry Tour cards out, ten more uh, developmental tour cards out, whether it's Canada or Latin America. Um, but in other words, uh, if you go, if you're a college player and you are in the PGA Tour University rankings, you're a junior or or, or a senior, um, or you're just a college player and hoping to somehow get into that program, if you go play in a professional tournament that is not ranked by the official world golf ranking, hence live golf would currently fall under that umbrella. Um, And that tournament is not pre-approved by the PGA tour. So state opens, things like that, that aren't ranked. um, I would assume that those would be approved. Um, This is essentially, though it doesn't specifically say if you go play a live golf event, you're a college player you're not going to be eligible for PGA tour university, which, I mean, this is a program that we didn't have until last year. This is a kind of a privilege that the tour has created. Um, and I, I, I think that they're within their rights to, to make the rules. And if you don't want to follow them, then, then you're not going to get one of these cards. Um, but on, but on the flip side, I can see how it could potentially, uh, maybe keep some of the best amateurs out, you know, amateurs that decide that they want to go play some of these events. Um, 
you know, maybe that that burns a bridge and the tour doesn't get the best talent. So um, a lot of a lot of sides uh, to this one. But uh, but yeah, that's the news. Yeah. And again, we're sort of reading between the lines. As you said, there's no specific connecting of the dots. But in the bigger picture of the news in the world of golf that's come out in the last few days, you can understand it's projecting here a doubling down on protecting the big picture. So we'll see how uh, that plays out, if there's any impact down the road. A lot of fun going over women's regionals, kicking the men, what we think might happen. All that is second to none. I need a baby update. More importantly, <laughs> how, do we, how do we stand on the home front? Uh, we're, we're, we're still standing. Um, okay. Standing, Wait, when's, waiting. When's the, when's the due date? I need to get May, dialed in. May 16th. So we're, oh gosh. Oh I mean, boy. it's Thursday morning. We're, we're, uh, we're fast approaching, but, um, great news is, uh, you know, all the things that I wanted to get done, whether it was house related, um, or most of the things house related, as you know, and people who own houses know the house projects are never over. There's always things no, that you no, need to get, never done. Ends. Um, never but ends. in terms of the necessary things, the nursery's done, um, other things are done that, that, that are important. There's, uh, there's a work order. There's a schedule for the roof to go up, getting a new roof. So that's good. And then all my work stuff is done. Um, just finished the, the whopping, uh, I think it's about 15,000 words, three parts, 2012 oral history NCAA championship at Riviera. Um, we chatted about that a couple of days ago. So Steve Burkowski's voice is in the piece and uh, it should be interesting. <laughs> it's that, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, I, I don't like to, you know, pump up, my own work, but it's something that I really had a lot of fun doing. And there's, there's some great stories and there's some great behind the scenes all these years later. And so I'm excited for that one to go out. No, you should uh, be proud of what you did. Uh, that uh, you took a deep dive on, on every level. It's amazing to think that was a decade ago. I still hold it as the standard, at least in the match play era, if not any of the 20 plus NCAA championships I've been at for the men two best teams in the country at Riviera, a couple of freshmen you might've heard of Thomas and Spieth. I mean, there are so many layers to the match that came down to the final hole, the final shot. It was everything. So certainly worth uh, people's time. Once that uh, hits the airwaves or the internet waves or however we distribute uh, <laughs> articles like that. Uh, the enjoy it. Metaverse, the metaverse. Yeah. You, you, you can knows. actually hit a shot uh, at, at Riviera. And <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, I don't know how the metaverse uh, works. I, I have, no. I'm not a no clue. No. I'm with you. You there. Now, now, if you want to hold off on the baby till May 24th, probably a really good day to have a birthday just throwing that out there but uh, <laughs> oh okay you know well happy sure. early birthday uh, we'll, Thank we'll you. have to yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have to we'll celebrate right yeah <laughs> um well good you luck come over and change a diaper for me no 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 those days are long <laughs> long gone fortunately um enjoy best to you and your bride and i know if scheduling permits you're going to continue to try to carve out 30 yeah. minutes each week to uh to do this so we're, we're looking forward to continuing this run but uh i think that's it for this edition of college golf talk we'll be back again next week for brentley on burko we'll see you then